Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Robin Wheelhouse Show. I'm Wheelhouse, and tonight I'll be joined by Corey Hightower. We're going to discuss the Astros' devastating loss today, 13-9, the fact that they've dropped three of their last four, and what concerns do we have about the bullpen, or is this just a slump that Corey talked about in one of our earlier podcasts? Stay tuned for the next episode of The Robin Wheelhouse Show. Hey, good evening, folks. Welcome back to The Robin Wheelhouse Show. I'm joined by Corey Hightower. Corey, how's it going this evening? Hey, what's going on, Houston? It's going good. Good deal, man. Um, So I know you're at work today, but did you have a chance to hear about the game against the White Sox this afternoon? Uh, yeah, I caught the uh, seventh inning and uh, kind of phasing it out towards the end. I caught like the late little seventh inning comeback we tried to do, and then I got the honor of watching Ryan <laughs> Presley give up a grand slam of a does look like some center cut to McCann while he parked it over the center field wall. Yeah, I um I wasn't I wasn't watching. I was listening through my um at for, for my MLB <clears throat> app at at work. You know where getting prepped for the school year and starting school tomorrow. Um, and so I was, I was listening all day. And when I went back and watched the video, um, it looked like Presley had hit the bottom of the zone and the top of the zone with, uh, you know, with two strikes. And then, like you said, he just put something right down the middle. And um, what do you think the White Sox – press release was from MLB about the Grand Slam. Do you remember anything about a Grand Slam in the past against them or against us? Yeah, there was a certain somebody who uh, hit one that happens to be a broadcaster for us now, but we don't talk about those times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they were they were basically, um, they were reminiscing, you know, they were like, you know, this is a banner moment. And they say, you know, 14 years ago and and actually, it was actually Paul Konerko who hit the seventh inning grand slam. So, so we can let so we can let the other guy slide. I think on this one. <laughs> so, so Corey, let me let me ask you um, a couple questions. Um, number one, I just want to let I just want the folks to know that are listening. If you hear rumbling in the background, man, we're getting that beautiful thunderstorm that we, we've needed so much rain lately. Haven't had anything. So if y'all hear that, it's not my stomach growling. It's actual thunder. Um, we already ate. We ate some good grub tonight. 
But um, I kind of want to get into this, Corey, because, you know, the Astros have lost three of four. Um, and three of those, well, all four of those games were against bottom-of-the-barrel teams. And you had mentioned a few podcasts ago that you had – that you thought that the Astros were kind of due for a little bit of a slump. Um, do you think we're experiencing that? Do you – I mean, what do you make of these – three out of four losses um, just taking a step back. And I mean, you got to look at the run totals first and, you know, it's not like we're getting blanked. We're scoring runs, but um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. do you think, do you think because the hitters are hitting now today, we'll get into that later today. There were some key issues where they didn't hit, but we still, we got like 15 hits today and we lost. So do you think this is our slump? I mean, do you think, the pitching is going to have to go through readjustment and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, we're, this is the slump I was talking about. Um, when I when I look at the schedule, a lot of people want to look at strength of schedule and think, oh, man, we're playing the Orioles, we're playing the White Sox, we're playing, like, the Tigers, we're playing, like, the glorified punching bags of the MLB. But, like, as the way I look at things like that is, like, well, that's opportunity to slip up. Or, like, athletes like to say, you play down to their level. You know, we're not going to play – with the same intensity as you're going to play the Orioles as you would the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, some, a team like that. Um, and on the flip side, I always say with baseball, y'all hear me say it on the podcast all the time, it's the best team on any given day is going to come out victorious. So obviously, who is the best team on any given day these past couple of days? You know, uh, we're not going to come in and sweep every single team we see, even if they're a bottom feeder as the Orioles or the White Sox. You know, it's it's playing down to talent, not playing with the same intensity. As a pitcher, you see the scattering report. You think you can get away with certain pitches because he doesn't hit certain pitches. All of a sudden, he turns around on a 98-mile-an-hour heater and parks it in right field. You know, it's things like that that hurt you. So, no, I mean, I'm not worried at all. I mean, this is the slump we're due for. Um, that way we come through the slump. We have a fat lead in the division. Uh, it's going – the only thing that's going to probably affect us is where we stand as far as seeding when the playoffs come. I would like to be the one seed in the AL. I'm not as much as concerned with the best record in baseball going into like a, a pro, like a World Series if we were to make it that far. I'm more worried about the seeding above the Yankees. So what I would definitely be paying attention to these next couple of weeks are the Yankees schedule and our schedule and tracking, you know, who's going to have the best record in AL. Because if y'all remember in 2017, we took a beating in the Bronx and we definitely, if we didn't have home field advantage that year, we probably would not have made it to the World Series. No, yeah, I, I think, I think anyone with, with a, with a brain and a pulse would, would agree with you. Um, it is, it is, I think, absolutely key that we that we get home field advantage in the AL. Um, and you talk about playing down to competition, and I know when I coach sports, I know, I know you're involved in coaching um, and stuff and just you've seen in your competitive nature and whenever you've competed um, you tend to play down and AJ Hinch actually addressed it after the game. And he said, look, we played sloppy. Um, I don't know if you saw the play, but um, Wade Miley um, got a, you know, it was either a dribbler or a bunt. I didn't see it. I just heard about his glove play. He tried to pick the ball up with his glove and, and I, I toss it to Torinos with his glove, and he threw it like 30 feet over his head. 
and scored two runs right there. And I mean, um, it was just things like that, that, um, you know, we looked like the Baltimore Orioles or the White Sox you would expect them to look in the field. And, you know, it was, it was uh, strange that, you know, Miley at first only had like one run that was credited to him. And then, they gave him two more earned runs, but I mean, in like two and two thirds innings, they already had four or five runs. And I would say, um, as much as I've loved Wade Miley, this is by far his worst outing that that he's had all season. Yeah, I did see. I saw the stat line on Miley was you know I wasn't impressed, but I mean, you look at the body of work before. Like I said, you can't expect somebody to come out. And and that that's also going to bridge me into like a grinky conversation. You can't expect somebody to come out and be a Cole who's like ten and zero right now, you know, closing in on two hundred punchies. You know, you can't expect someone like Wade Miley who's been brilliant, you know, leading up to this moment. You know, there's no one's going to be perfect the whole season. People are going to get banged up, and you're going to get banged around. But like I was saying, it's just playing down to the talent level. You get a scouting report thrown in front of you. You don't take them as much as you want to say, oh, I can't go lightly on these guys. In the back of your mind, you're like, oh, it's still the Orioles. He's probably not going to hit this. It's probably his so-and-so. This guy just got called up today. I've seen the scouting report on him. And then you float one over there. He happens to – they're still professional hitters. They're still professional baseball players. Yeah. You know, um, so so I want to I dive into some of the offensive numbers. And, of course, you know I've been, I've been writing about Wade Miley all season. I'm not at all really – worried about him I mean good lord the guys he hasn't been perfect but he has been absolutely stellar but you know baseball is one of those unique sports where so like if I told you a team with runners in scoring position went five for 14 you would think hey that's pretty good like five for 14 that means you scored several runs but we got the we got the bases loaded eight different times against the White Sox and we were one for eight against them with bases loaded and that's crazy because then I look at the stat line today, and I believe that was over the series, but I look at the stat line today on offense. Altuve, Brantley, and Guriel all had three hits or more. Brantley had four hits. Altuve and Guriel had three hits. Bregman had a couple. Um, Alvarez was intentionally walked again, so he had three intentional walks against him, so, so they're clearly pitching around him. Springer was one for six, you know. Um, you know, your guys that have been going over, you know, Diaz, Trinos was one for three again. But, like, you look at the lineup, and you're like, Guriel is red hot. You know, Altuve's hitting 307 now. Brantley's back at 328. And you're just going, like, how do you lose that game? And that's why, you know, baseball is just one of those sports where, I mean, 15 hits, nine runs, you know, it's like you should win that game, right? <laughs> Yeah, like I said, best team on that day. Yeah, but you know, it's it's also like, yeah, I don't want to panic. You you also want to say, uh, you want to just take this one on the chin and not panic. But then you got to flash forward to what's going to be games in October, and these little bugaboos, like we saw. I uh, also saw one of he's been one of my favorite relievers this year, but Will Harris, uh, when his his appearance, you know, he he gave up one, and even luckily he didn't give up about two more because there was about two other. Change-ups I saw float over the middle and a hanging curveball that uh, got warning track shots. Then finally, uh, I can't remember actually who hit it, but uh, connected with one, parked it way over the mezzanine in center field. 
Um, like I said, hanging curveball. So yeah, like I said, these little bugaboos, those are the things that should that rear their ugly head when October comes around. So it's easy. It's better to iron this stuff out now. Like I said, just go ahead, get this out of your system and be ready when playoff baseball comes around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the thing because, um, Will Harris lately has been has been the guy that actually in the bullpen that's been the most dependable. Um, you know, I mean, McHugh's had several hiccups. Um, we all know Osuna's shaky, and I mean, Presley was supposed to be back. You know, um, I was listening to the A team, Adam and Adam, on the way home from uh, school today, and they were like, you know, Presley was supposed to be fixed, and you know, he's clearly still struggling. And, but, you know, it's like you said, it's, you know, it's not time to panic. And I think the tough part for, for like Houston Astros nation or fans is that I'm not saying that all the fans are bandwagon. Cause I think that's the stigma that we all have. They're spoiled. This is exactly what they are. They're spoiled. Like I said, they want to bash Grinky for giving up two runs and still right. collecting a win. Like, these pitching staff's not going to go out here and put zeros up on the board every day, these ungrateful sons of bitches. <laughs> like, Grinky yeah. went out there, and, I mean, he gave up two runs. So what? You know, you got the W. That's what I asked for my starting pitch. You go six innings, you gave up two runs, oh, well, you collected a win. The offense had his back. You know, this fan base is to the point where when somebody falters, and I'm going to take Osuna's back, too. Uh, I'm going to have his back on this one. When somebody stumbles and falls, it's like, oh, send them the AAA. Like today, yeah. Presley, I haven't really got on Twitter, but I'm sure him giving up the grand slam, I'm sure the pitchforks are being sharpened and the torches are already coming out. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like, no. God, relax. No, yeah. I, I, you know, Corey, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Man, man, um, Corey Hightower bringing it tonight, bringing the – I'm a little heated, man, because I don't think people realize how hard this game is. Yeah, you know, and 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 I would I would agree with that. Uh, it it's you know everything is under such a big microscope because of all the winning, and you know we look over and we see the Yankees are still beating up the Orioles or you know whatever or like you know if I look at the scoreboard tonight, I know the Dodgers are winning seven to nothing. You know, and ESPN or MLB is running. You know. Um, talking about how, how good he's doing and everybody's kind of freaking out and, you know, chicken littles, you know. Um, but, you know, this is, yeah. this is baseball. And um, Adam Clanton mentioned it the other night when we were talking to him, and he goes, he goes truly, you truly you trust the front office, Jeff Lunau. Truly you trust A.J. Hinch. And even when they go through issues or if they lose a player or if they can't keep Cole or they go through slumps or whatever – you still got to ride with the one that brought you to the dance, you know, and, and, and that's what, exactly. it, that's what it's about. It's about endurance. And you know, you know who I know is not concerned about losing three or four games. It's the Houston Astros. They know what they, oh, exactly. you know, they know what they need to do. They know where they need to go with it. Miley knows he didn't field or pitch the best. I mean, you know, they know they left, you know, bases loaded yeah. seven of the eight. Times. I promise you, yeah, they're not losing any sleep over these losses. Right. You know, yeah, they're going to be down on themselves. They know who they are, and it's a team that might win 100 games for the third season in a row. I also think about, you know, this 
thinking about the fan base again. I'm, I have so many. I still have the screenshot saved in my phone from the World Series and uh, even the, the ALDS and the ALCS leading up to the World Series where everybody was calling for Springer to go down into the lineup. You know, yeah, oh, he needs to be bitch. He needs to go down into the lineup. We need to put Bregman at one, or we need to put Correa hit and lead off somebody else. That I kept screenshot and telling these people, you're gonna regret this. You're gonna regret this. He's gonna find a stride. <laughs> World Series MVP. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like these guys do not lose sleep over this. You know, they're gonna find their stride, and hopefully, it's at the right time, which is the end of September going into our. You know, those are the same dudes that form select baseball teams so their sons can start and play every game because they didn't in league. You know, I feel like that's the same kind of kind of people. They're like, oh, bench them. You know, it's like. Dude, you don't bench one of your best players who's the heart and soul of your team. You don't, you know, you don't send down Osuna. Um, you know, some guy, some guy called into one of the radio shows today and was like, you know, I really hope AJ goes in the locker room and rips him, and I hope the team has a closed-door meeting. I hope they, like, just rip into each other and, like, have a, have a big come-to-Jesus type moment. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, they still got, like, 40 or 50 games left. Calm yeah. down. I mean, they're acting like they're acting like we're losing the division at this point, guys. Like we're a hundred percent chance per fan graphs to make the playoffs. Like relax. It's all about seeding at this point. It's I don't know if you've been paying attention to the way the playoffs are going to fall, but at this point, if the playoffs ended today, you know, we would play the Minnesota Twins, which I'm actually I would much rather have the Twins in a five game series. Then if you look at the Yankees right now, would be matching up with the wild card team, which looks like it's going to be a red hot Cleveland Indians team. It's either going to, it might sneak that wild card spot. Um, I'd much rather would match up with the twins in a five game series uh, rather than Cleveland. If they win or Cleveland may win that division and we have to play them in a five game series, but like I said, it's all about seeding now. Well, you know, um, with, with that being said, I know we've got four games in Oakland, and I believe that if we go to Oakland and win this series and we win three out of four, I think we pretty much bury Oakland um, for the rest of the season. I, I, I don't think there's really any chance for them to recover from that point on going forward. And then after that, we've got a four-game set against the Tigers, a three-game set against the Angels, then a beloved off day, and then Tampa comes here. And so we've got a really nice homestand. But the cool thing about this week, um, the cool thing is this road trip's almost over. You know what I'm saying? And it is the longest road trip of the season. So they won't have another road trip like this for the Astros. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Not just our schedule, but also as – fans I would be paying attention to the Yankees and the Dodgers upcoming schedule the Yankees and the Dodgers actually play each other and then the Yankees are actually playing Cleveland the Yankees have a very tough schedule coming they up do. so very tough schedule so we turn about the best record in the, in the MLB we may not take that from the Dodgers but the Dodgers actually have a very tough schedule coming up too. every team they play are contending teams so I would be on be kind of as a fan, I would kind of be checking the Yankees box score and the Dodgers box score just to kind of be just to kind of peek in and see what's going on because they definitely have a hard road to hope. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 definitely not easy for every single team. Yeah, you know, I think that I think the Astros do have 
the lightest schedule going forward, like you said. Um, so um, let's let's talk about Garrett Cole. Um, I, I haven't been able to find out anything substantial other than Garrett Cole saying that he's not really worried about it. He's like, it's it's nothing. He's using the term. It's not super serious. So um, he just said every time he would go to throw and every time he would go to plant and throw, his right hamstring would tighten up and he couldn't go through his full motion. And so I think they were being more precautionary. Um, I was kind of thinking like a conspiracy theorist, Corey. I was like, well, maybe since they technically don't have a really a solid starter who's not on short rest for Saturday, maybe they're like, hey, dude, get, get your hamstring sore and then so you can pitch Saturday in Oakland and you'll have rest. I don't know. I just um, – <laughs> have, you, have you heard anything else or – I mean – Everything that he's remaining with the team till he can get testing done. Uh, if if you have to undergo testing on the hamstring, it means it's not that serious. As a pitcher, it's not an arm, it's not a back, it's not an oblique, it's not a shoulder. I'm not okay. worried about it. Uh, Yuli Gurriel continues to be hot. Do you think there's any way at the at the end of this month that he's in consideration for August Player of the Month? And if he does that, do you think he gets some MVP votes this year? Uh, I think he's definitely could be a consideration for August player. I mean, this dude's Blanco right now. I mean, he is on fire. It seems like every time he comes up to bat, that ball has eyes and is finding a gap or it's parking itself over the wall. You know, MVP, I wouldn't go as far as to say MVP because the MVP voters are going to look at the body of work from game one all the way to game 162. He just doesn't have the body of work from game one. You know, he kind of had a sluggish start. Uh, I should go back and screenshot. Uh, start calling out some people on Twitter that wanted him <laughs> to be benched uh, at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, you know, and so uh, MVP, I would say no. August player, I mean, the players of the month and the weekly awards, yeah, they're going to keep rolling in, I think, if he, if he keeps this pace awesome. up. Awesome, yeah. I, you know, I mean, he he's just, you know, and, I mean, he has creeped back into 300 range. He's at 306. So now um, we have one, two, we have – Four players, Springer just dipped back under 300. He's, he's hovering around 297. But we're looking at right now, right at five players hitting 300 or better. Um, and, you know, despite some of the hiccups we've had, I think the outlook for this team um, looks really good. Now, I've got a question. I know Biagini just got sent back to AAA, and they brought up Cy Sneed. Um, do you think Biagini – these guys that we got in the acquisition, do you think someone like him or even um, who else was I thinking? Colin McHugh, who do you think of the relievers are going to be left out of the playoff roster? Um, I don't think they're going to leave McHugh off the playoff roster. Uh, be a genie. I can see being left off. I think they're going to keep McHugh on that playoff roster just because he can right. eat up innings just in case there's a game that goes completely south. And you have to dig your way out of it that McHugh can go in there, eat up like three or four innings, and you're not taxing a bullpen that's going to be precious going into the playoffs. So I think McHugh makes it on there. I think Rondon stays off of it. Um, like I said, I, I think Hector Rondon and Biagini are the two that I can think right now that will get left off the uh, left off the bullpen do roster. You th- for do sure. you think Joe Smith has done enough in his comeback bid from the injury that? that he's valuable enough because he's a lefty, because he's a side armor? 
I think just looking at like body of work wise, like what what he's done for us in the past, yeah, I would justify him a spot. Uh, matchup wise, being someone from the left side, you know, things like that. So, you know, I think he would make it at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, do this for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that again because you went you went gargly and robotic. Like I said, I don't know if it's gonna come out, but I can always trim that or trim this. Um, so uh, tell me, do you think Joe Smith is going to um, make his way onto the playoff roster? Do you think he's done enough in his comeback? Yeah, I, I think so. I like I think Joe Smith will definitely. I think he, you have to put him on the roster strictly just because he's throwing from the left side that presents itself good matchups. Um, but what he's done for you in the past has been pretty good. So, yeah, I think he would make the playoff okay, roster. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, it's just been um, – it's, it's, it's been a crazy, you know, seven, eight, nine games lately. So, if, if I were to tell you that the Astros would score 23 runs in one game – and then the next four games score 23 runs combined, but they would lose three of those four, you probably wouldn't believe me, right? Probably not. I would probably ask you how many runs did the other team score? <laughs> Jesus. You know, like those football numbers at that point. You know? Yeah, and I mean, I, mean I, I saw that. I went back and counted the total. I'm like, wait, but we did score 23 runs in these four games. So, so – I think with this team, there is enough positive that can override the negative. And I, I really think when, when it gets down to brass tacks and it gets down to the moment, I really think this team's going to erupt. Now, I don't know that they're going to score 23 points in a playoff game, but I definitely think they – because today, I mean, the game, they were behind every point of the game and they came back. I mean, they were scratching and clawing. They just, they just ran out of innings. You know, if baseball went to 10 innings, they would have had a chance to come back and they probably would have tied the game, you know? Yeah, I'm like, so I just say just one or two yeah. bad pitches. You know, that, like I said, those are little things that add up in the playoffs. You know, those one or two bad pitches get magnified. Yeah, so. they do. It'll, it'll iron itself out. Uh, I'm taking this team matched up against any playoff team at this point. I'm still going to ride with this team. You know, on paper, you look at the talent, it's there. We just have to match the paper. It is. It is there. Um, yeah. So, so looking ahead, I know we've got um, Cole is supposed to start Saturday. Now they haven't said anything about his status for Saturday. Um, but do you think that that they that they take a chance and go ahead and put him starting, or I mean, or do you think if there's any inkling? that he's not fully ready. Do you think they slot um, Cy Snead in there to, you know, to get a start? Uh, I think they're going to completely leave it up to him. I think uh, he has got good enough trust factor with this coaching staff that he knows that we need him healthy for a stretch and that this one game is not going to make or break us. So I think if he feels any discomfort at all, that uh, he'll sit it out. And I think if he says he can go, I think that's him saying, yeah, I think he's responsible enough to say, yeah, I'm 100% healthy. Uh, yeah, trot me out there. I'm fine. Yeah, and, um, you know, I was sitting here looking at Aaron Sanchez. I know he is slotted to start um, on the 15th, which is tomorrow in Oakland. Um, his ERA is back down. It's it's down to 560. 
and he came here and he was what three and fourteen. Now he's five and fourteen, um, and he's squaring off against Mike Fires, um, who's who's eleven and three this year. Um, I think I think we see continued good results from Sanchez. I don't know if you noticed this, but he's not using all the same pitches he was using and messing with in Toronto. Um, it looks like they're focusing on what this organization focuses on, which is the up and down, top of the zone, the curves, the sliders, and things like that, you know? Yeah, I think I mentioned that on the last podcast about his pitch usage also. I looked at it too. It's still a dip in velocity. That true, kind of worries true. me. Yeah, and that and that may be a that may be a long term concern for him. Um, but I think for the price that we paid to get him, um, it's still a bargain either way. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I also think you know with him, uh, that could be a possible bullpen move in the playoffs. You know, you go down, slice down to a four man rotation in the playoffs, slide him to the bullpen. That's, that would be my first move right there. Just have your one one through four, don't need a five man. Give me one through four and give me Aaron Sanchez in the pen. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Um all right, so do you think um even I mean with Jordan Alvarez getting intentional walks, he's probably not gonna get as many opportunities. Do you think he just has to continue to do what he's doing, hit a home run here or there in a series, you know, hit for contact and do you think he locks up the rookie of the year at the end of the season? Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just maintaining. I mean, geez, he doesn't have to hit three bombs a game, but I mean, he's captured all the first place votes in the okay. last poll. I mean, I have the last podcast I talked to, he had like, I think he had like maybe eight or nine first place votes. Now he has awesome. all of them. So it's crazy. It's crazy how a couple of days change. Um, I, I think he just has to maintain at this point, man. Okay. You know? I think he's pretty much a lot cool. for it. Well, Corey, what are are there any other things you wanted to hit on or or talk about this evening with with the Astros now or going forward? I think we covered all the bases that I got. I think I got all my uh all my fire <laughs> out. I feel much yeah. better. So so not only is the Robin Wilhouse show the best Astros podcast in the world, but it also is free therapy for the host when we need to get things out so that we can go home and, you know, be nice to our families. Right, Corey? That's right. You know, because if I start talking like this at work, people are going to call human resources on me. I can't just stand up in the middle of the office and scream at these people. So I can scream it to them. Nice. And, and, we, and we gladly, gladly accept all of that. So, folks, folks, I just want to um, – I want to thank you all for joining us. Um, again, just to just – to, kind of recap don't panic the Astros are going to be okay they're still in first place Um, we're going to Oakland let's win three out of four put the Oakland A's to bed invite them to the playoff series so they can watch Um, again the noise in the background if you heard thunder or rumbling uh, hey man we have needed this rain in Texas it has not been raining a whole lot especially where we are these days. Um, Corey, I do appreciate you joining me tonight on the Robin Wheelhouse show. You're always, always, man, I just know that the fans have, have, have already said they, they enjoy when you're on, they enjoy James. And, and so you guys have added a lot to our show. Good deal, man. Looking forward to being back. All on. right, Corey, um, 
Until next time, we'll see you. This is Wheelhouse, and this is the Robin Wheelhouse Show. We're going to call it a night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.